This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 753, now 7 minutes to 8 o'clock. Cake, you are 16 degrees. It's cloudy right now, but it's going to suck for the next three days. There's your forecast. Sucky. <laughs> That's all you need to know. It's not great. You know what I love? I, I never talked to Amy Daniels about this. We never discussed music on the rest of it. But somehow she knows, I guess, the kind of music that we like or I like or something. Because that bumper music, like Aerosmith, I love Aerosmith. Yeah. Love him. You know what led me to love him, AJ? No, what's that? You ever seen a picture of the lead singer's toes in sandals? Oh, yeah. That'll get you. You ever seen it, AJ? No, I'm not a huge foot guy. I know. I, well, I know that's you definitely coming. need to look this up as we're talking. If yeah. you're not a huge foot guy, Steven Tyler's feet are they that bad or what? Oh, they're crazy. <laughs> I still find him oh so attractive. Even well, though yeah, I would I, I would I hide his feet. I'd say, can we formally wear slippers? But uh, yeah. Let me put it this way, AJ. It looks like he's trying to make a wish with his toes. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I know you whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, you'll never be the same. Oh, my God. Those are disgusting. Those look like an alien's hand or something. Yeah. My God. It's not great. It's not great. I just, I'm talking all of a sudden here. Whoa. It's like, oh, he's seen them. That's, that's not what I expected when I hit send on, on Google. That's, uh, yeah. Jesus. You're rude. Can I ask you a question? If you were a multi, multi, multi millionaire, wouldn't you get your tootsies fixed? I don't know, right? Like, I mean, first off, messing with your feet. Is a very complicated. I forget how many bones oh, you have in your feet, but it's like it's mo. I think like per space wise, I think it's like the most bones per square inch is in your feet. It's crazy, and everything's connected there. It's like every yeah. tendon works together, yep. and it's just it takes forever to like heal. I rolled my ankle back in August of last year, and I'm still kind of like stiff every morning. It's just it takes so long for that stuff to to heal up properly. True that. You know what I want to do someday is meet Steven Tyler on a beach, and he's wearing sandals, and I walk up and say, hey, Steven, uh, been a big fan for many, many years. And uh, and then uh, he would say thank you, and I'd look down at his feet and go, well, why do you have your toes crossed? Are you lying? Are you not thanking me? <laughs> Wouldn't it be phenomenal? Oh, that would be funny. So you're not telling the truth. You've got your toes crossed. Promise you'll if- meet me there? Don't cross your toes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen, you got to see the picture of Steven Tyler's toes because it's like, I want, get them fixed for Christ's sake. But as you said, that's tough to do, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think I, I, I once you get consultations too, they'll talk about like, hey, it may not lay right and all this stuff. Feet are so complex. That's like the one place I always tell people like spend money on your insoles and your shoes and make sure they're, wa- I mean, feet are precious. Wouldn't that prove there is not a God? Yeah. Probably. The, the very thing that carries all the weight is the most confusing and has the most moving parts. And oh. Wouldn't you make it easier? Just put stumps down there. Let's go. When we were deployed, we'd always have these weird conversations. I remember they were like, Hagen, would you ever get shot? Would you rather get shot in the hand or the foot? And it'd always be like the hand. The hand. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. No question about it. And let's, how about if I don't get shot at all? What yeah, do you say? That's never an option. When, you, when you're attached to an infantry unit during a deployment, Ooh. constantly Ooh. these scenarios of how we're going to get shot, why we're going to get shot, where we're going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough road to hoe back in the, my teen years because of the Vietnam War going on. And uh-huh. My brother was over there and neighborhood boys and all the four of them didn't come back alive. Uh. And, oh, it was tough, man. Oh, the one I will tell you, and I cannot say his name because the family was very close to my mother, but he's in the United States Marine Corps, was shot. They brought him back. And this is not a wealthy neighborhood, remember. You could see they had his... His core, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? A lid in the Marine Corps? It's not called a hat. A cover? Cover. That's what it's called. The cover. There you go. He had his cover on, and you could still see the damage to his head. Uh. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was was quite an era. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did a couple. We did these clinicals when we were training up to be medics, and... um, the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life was work in the burn unit. And it wasn't a lot of days. I wasn't Ooh, there for yeah. a long time. But, man, that seeing that stuff, that was really rough. Yeah, that's got to be very, very tough on a daily basis. No question about it. All right, to lighten things up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that stuff needs to be talked about, too, how grateful we are to our military over the years and what they suffered. I mean, it's four families I knew in North Minneapolis that suffered mightily because they lost a son. I mean, you got to bring that up once in a while. No doubt about it. All right. So the great pizza showdown, two food writers, three months, seven pizza categories, and so many opinions. Uh, So I'm going to go through the list and you can tell me, because I have my three favorites that I like. I like their three particular places. Actually, there's more than that. There's probably four or five, come to think of it. Uh, So you, how many Really good pizza places do you like? You don't have to name them yet. Just how many do you like, do you think? I think there's probably four in my heart. All right. So I got four or five. You got four. AJ, what do you got? Yeah, about four or five that I've, like, had myself. Maybe six, but, yeah, four or five. Next time when we do the show, do this. AJ, what do you think? I'm not eating that slop. <laughs> Just to be contradictory. A real yes and. and. contrary. You want to do a practice run? Yeah, yeah. Do, go, go, get another go. Feed okay. me the line again. Feed me the line again. Okay, well, I, I forgot the line. What the hell was the line again? Well, where, where are your favorite pizza places? Oh, yeah, what's your favorite pizza I'm place? I'm not eating that slop, Tom. Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, this body's a temple. <laughs> My body is a temple. Yes, there's no question about it. Um, I have never, I don't think I've ever met one, but I've been told many, many times, people, some people just do not like pizza. I cannot with that. What what else is what what else would you eat? What else would you live for? Right? <laughs> what else would you eat and live for? I agree with you. When I, I could literally eat pizza every day, 
Oh yeah. No, if I mean, if I was like, if there was no consequences to my actions, <laughs> no consequences. I would eat pizza every single day. I know. I just love it. Hey, look, I grew up on Broadway pizzas in North Minneapolis. It was unbelievable. Uh, so I, I got very lucky, I guess. But yeah, okay, we'll go through the categories and see if you, uh, you know, can't spend a lot of time on all of them because there are like 40 of them. Uh, Minnesota style. I, I've never heard of a Minnesota style pizza. Wafer thin crust, tangy sauce, middle American appropriate le- uh, levels of cheese, always square cut. Okay, if that's Minnesota style, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like pie cut. You know, like the where you look like you're holding up a piece of pie. Like like triangles. Triangles, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the way to go, personally. Squares are fun, though, because you can get, like, if you're not, like, pretty full and you just want, like, one little more piece, you can sneak a little piece in. Yep. Mm -hmm. See, I'm screwed already. I looked at the Minnesota style. Uh, the two top ones they gave were uh, Red Savoy and Mama's Pizza. I love them both. Oh, they're, they're different. so good. Aren't they? Oh. They're different, but they're w- both just magnificent pizzas. Mama's, I love going over the Rice Street, just hanging out over there. A lot of listeners to the show and all that stuff. And Red Savoy, God, when I did their commercials for, for a couple of years. Just really nice people. But th- that pizza is really good. Yeah, they uh, that that picture that's in this article, that cheese where it's got like the dark circles around certain spots, like it yep. looks insane. I would smash that right now. Okay, here you go. New York style, a large, floppy, foldable, chewy slice with a distinct crust for holding. Yes, I like that, too. I do, indeed. Okay, so you got, I don't know this one, Elmar's New York Pizza. You guys know that one? No, that's over, is that in Plymouth? It is, um... I'll look it up. 15725 37th Avenue North. Yeah, in Plymouth, Minnesota. Yep. Elmer's, I'm going to have to give that a whirl. It's not right by my house, but it's not that far either. I'll have to give it a, give it a shot. Yeah. Elmer's New York Pizza. Yeah. So you guys haven't had it either? I haven't had it either, but uh, I'm saving it. Yes, we'll save. We'll, we'll, we'll get that going. This next one, again, one of my favorites, no question about it. I should mention I know the owner, so I'm cheating when uh-huh. I say things like this. Joey Nova's Pizzeria. Uh, the plate can't even hold this slice, which spans 11 inches from handle to tip, baby. That's why I like Joey Nova's Pizzeria right there. <laughs> There's a picture of the honest to God, you could move a family onto that piece of pizza, hope for Christ's sake. It's huge. So, is that the kind of where you just have like a piece and live your life? Or. Well, a piece is about a quarter of the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're committed. Like, you're not going to try a lot of different kinds. Doesn't look like it, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to try Elmar's because it's not that far from the house. But Joey Nova, so far they've picked the three that I know. I love them. I agree with them all three, and I'm sure they're gonna write about Elmar's New York pizza as well. Italian style wood fire pizza. You got Joey's pick, uh, Tono Pizzeria and Cheese Steaks. Tono, you guys know this one? It's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Coon Rapids. Oh, there's all over the place. Oh. St. Paul, Maplewood, Chanhassen, Woodbury, Coon Rapids. All right. I'm going to have to... Okay, so Chan Hazen probably be the closest one to me, I think. Well, it's probably. closest to yeah. me, and you always pretend you live near me, which is Those not Two true. blocks. <laughs> two blocks away. It's unbelievable. St. <laughs> Paul might be close to you, too. Yes, I'm close to everything. There's no question. So I'll have to try Tono. Is it Tano or Tono? I don't know. I feel like I want to say Tono. Tono, yeah. Tono Pizzeria. 
Uh, then you got Punch Pizza. Always like Punch Pizzas. Used to go for bike rides. Catherine down around Lake Calhoun. And there was that Punch right over there in yeah. that shopping center. Yeah, I love Punch. You can um, get done having that, and it's just like you feel good about yourself still. Yes. <laughs> You're not all fat. And exactly. <laughs> um, I do have a problem, though, because... Uh-oh. Pizzeria, Pizzeria Lola isn't on the wood fire, and that's one of my favorite. It's oh, sure. Yep. So good. I'm not sure I've heard of that one. Oh, it's so good. Where's that one at? It's over in Edina. Oh, uh, well, that's why I haven't heard of it. So, what is it off Penn? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's so good. I think that's true. All right, this next one I'm in big trouble on because I don't know anything about pan pizzas. Maybe I should. For me, the crust was always too thick. It's more like lasagna. It feels like lasagna-esque because yeah, yep. I've had some really good ones, but you're just kind of like this is you're, – you're eating it with a fork. Like don't be confused. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So there's a place called Rectangle, which is in Lynn Lake Market at Malcolm Yards and North Loop Gallery. They've got a, a few locations, so that's cool. Locations in Lynn Lake Market at Malcolm Yards and the North Loop Galley is what it's called. It's called Rectangle, W-R-E-C-K. And the other one is Mario's Sicilian-style pizza. can veer dangerously into loaf of bread territory. That's exactly what I'm talking about, the loaf of bread territory. Yeah. But they say Mario's is not one of those. They do a good job with it. It's at 232 North Cleveland Avenue in St. Paul. You know, that's one of the reasons I love that Andy and Alex went to St. Thomas and St. Kate's mm-hmm. because we spent a lot of time eating over in St. Paul when they were in school there because they lived over there and the whole deal. I just love the fact that we're exposed to all those new places over in St. Paul. Not that I had never gone over there. Don't get me wrong. That's not true at all. Yeah. St. Paul Hotel is one of my favorite places to go. And although my girl, and I'll call her my girl my whole life because I've known her so long. She retired. Uh, the hostess there at the uh, St. Paul Grill. Just a wonderful person. I won't even, I'll keep her privacy. I won't even say her name, but she was fantastic. Love St. Paul. So I will definitely go over to Mario's. And I'm trying to think of the rectangle. The closest one to me would be, be the market at Malcolm Yards. Have you ever been to Malcolm yeah. Yards yet? No, no, oh, I have not. It's so fun. So you get, you go. It's it's right over at the. It's in Dinky Town, or right on the outskirts of Dinky Town. Oh, okay. And it's like this. A it kind of looks like an abandoned building. But what they did is they uh, they have so many different restaurants they're kind of like pop-up versions of it so you Mm -hmm. go in there when you first start you give them your card and then they give you like a card that will work at every place um and you can try like 10 different places in 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 a half hour it's so good so it's market at malcolm yards and it's kind of just west of hennepin and lake you said it's just east of dinky town like it's right Oh, it's in Dinky Town. Yeah. Just in Dinky Town. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I misheard you there. Um, I'll, I'm going to put a link to it because I think we got to go to it one of these days. I put it under the uh, Minneapolis Pizza Showdown link. It's so it's so fun there. We had a blast. Indeed. I've never heard of this New Haven-style pizza. Who the hell ever heard of that? I don't know. What it kind is it? No idea. Don't you dare call. Oh, do you know, AJ? No, I, saw, I said no idea. No clue what that no. would be. Not a clue. Don't you dare call it burned. The intentional char is part of what gives this metro newcomer its distinctive flavor. Surly pizza and ogzaza, or it's ogzaza. I don't know if it's ogzaza or og, whatever. Mm-hmm. In any case, um, that has a pretty thick crust as well, so I'd have to battle with that. I, I'm, I like crust, but I'm not a big thick crust fan. Yeah. But I would definitely try both of these. They look absolutely delicious. Uh, we only got a couple a couple minutes more with this. Uh, Ann Kim, 
This is a big name chef. Oh, the big. Oh, Daniel Del Prado and Ann Kim. Okay, yeah. Uh, it looks. You know, it looks very artesian. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I artisan. love that. I, I, l- I said artesian. I meant artisan. Sorry. That's my okay. brain's not working. Okay. Anyway, what? I love, this is my, Ann Kim is my favorite. She just throws yeah. so many, like I love Young Joni, love Pizzeria Lola. Um, and I love, I love ridiculous things on pizza. Like all of the things. Just a couple, uh, a couple of segments to go here, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously, local Red Wagon Pizza Company. God, that Red Wagon, is it still over there by, uh, yeah, 54th and Penn? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, south. 54th, that's, yeah, I, that's a great place, matter, matter of fact. And then Northern Fires, I've not eaten at Northern Fires. That's at uh, 1839 East 42nd Street in Minneapolis. Looks good. It's called, yeah, Northern Fires looks really, really good as well. They call that, what do they call it? Seriously Local is that category. And then just nine more places you should uh, check out. A to Z Pizza Farm, uh, Baluto. Uh, you got Earl G- uh, Giles, uh, Mucci's Italian. Oh, I like Mucci's Italian. There you uh-huh. go. Pizza Luce is very, very good. No question. Pizza Karma. Yes. Mar- Margie or Margie. It all depends because it's Margie or Margie. It's spelled the same way. Yeah. Uh, Margie's Kitchen, Margie's Kitchen, football pizza. I never even heard of football pizza. Me oh, it's a Minneapolis Middle Eastern restaurant that built a beloved reputation on pizza shaped like a football. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. I, th- I think that's right in Northeast. I drive past that all the time. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Have you ever had it? No, no, I have not. But uh, this is going to make me stop in here next time I'm in the area. And then the last one is Palhana, a Hawaiian-inspired toppings pizza. Seriously, up the uh, pizza game at the Savage-based Ode to the Tropics. All, um, seriously, i got to be honest with you. Those pizzas all look really, really good. And I mean every damn one of them. And I there's know. nothing in it for me. I'm just telling you, they look really good. They look so good. Pizza Karma is eating in Prairie. And it's this, like, Indian pizza. And it's so good. We order it all the time. They have, like, a curry shrimp one that we love. Really? I know. I wouldn't have thought it either, you guys. But just come over. Come to Eden Prairie. We'll get it for you. all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's what I'm saying. Um, so now that we've been talking pizza, I'm hungry. Now we have to talk about what happens at uh, let's see, is it three ten this afternoon? Yeah. Oh, oh. first pitch. Ah. My twins are returning to the ball field because today is the first day. It's the season opener. The twins are at Kansas City. It's a three ten Central Time start. I'm pretty fired up about this team. I got to be honest with you. What do you guys think? Yeah, I heard. So uh, Grant on uh, when I was on my talk told us all the changes, and I know that Judd's been talking about them too. There's yeah. a lot more changes than I thought happening in baseball. Um, it's so great. You like that? Okay, there was one rule I thought was really interesting, and I wanted to hear because you guys are baseball fans, and I barely know what's going on. It's <laughs> like there was a rule that you can only, if you're a pitcher, you can only throw to first base. Twice. Yes. Um, you guys like that rule? No. I uh, see. I didn't think you would, Tom. I don't like that rule. The problem that I have is if all games are going to be two hours and twenty minutes long, what else? What am I going to do for the rest of the night? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I lo- I'll, I'll adjust. I like it. I love the pitch clock, and I love, I love that because the amount of times that you see the needless just like, I'm going to be annoying and throw over here and just kill time because mm-hmm. maybe I'm out yeah. of breath or something like that or momentum, whatever. As soon as you, as the pitcher, go for that second pickoff attempt, 
your fastball is total, or your your off speed, I should say, it's totally taken out of the equation because that runner knows you can't go back over to first anymore. They're going to get as big of a lead as possible, and if you throw a slider or a changeup or a curveball in the in the dirt, they're stealing easily. So the batter is going to have to play the head games of like, all right, sweet, that's two. I know. You know, sinker or fastballs coming. There's mind games that get added in, so it's strategy. Oh. It kind of elevates the game. I'm I'm excited to see it. Interesting. No, there's no question about it. Uh, I gotta call Michael Bryant. There's no question. He's gotta have to answer for this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You know what though? I'm yeah, they did. They beat out the other team by 22 cents, or excuse me, thir- uh, 12 cents. These are the average ticket prices. For Major League Baseball in America today. Okay? Your Minnesota Twins come in about the middle of the pack at 32 bucks per ticket, average ticket cost. 32.65. Okay? Okay. So the average American would have to work four hours to buy one Minnesota Twin ticket. Oh, my God. So, to, so half of your work week almost, if you take your family of four, or let's say five, because then it would be exactly half of your work week to pay for the tickets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But the most expensive team, number two, would be New the New York Yankees. Average ticket price, $61.59. But that is not the highest ticket price. The highest ticket price is the Boston Red Sox at sixty-one seventy-one. Michael Bryant's filthy team. That's oh, all. Oh, thanks, Michael. That's pretty incredible, go, given how bad they've been the past couple seasons, too. Oh, I love that you said that because now we'd be all pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me, baby. <laughs> you know, honest to God. Well, just what, last week, I can't remember, four or five, six days ago, whenever it was, I get a call from Michael Bryant. Well, good luck trying to have a good time today. Good luck. Try to have a good day. I know it's going to be tough. That day, the Red Sox were playing the Twins. So he had to call me and poke the bear before the game, but then the Twins whipped their ass. It was wonderful. It was preseason, I understand that. I'm not (laughs) going to make it too big a deal. But yes, did you ever think you'd, you'd have... In order to buy one ticket for a Boston Red Sox game, you'd have to work six hours yeah, on that's, average. That's rough. <laughs> Jesus, that's a lot of money. I'm trying to figure out the cheapest price. The Miami Marlins, God, their tickets are only 23 bucks. I'm looking can... further down on the article here, and they're saying that the average fan, once they're actually in the ballpark, will shell out about 51 more dollars just on yep. stuff inside the park. <laughs> so if you bring your family of four... Plus tickets, plus beverages, hot dogs, whatever. You're looking at about three hundred dollars total just for a trip to the ballpark yep. for a day. You are correct. It's about three hundred bucks total for an average trip. But this is not you being extravagant or anything. Three hundred dollars. Again, I'd like to remind people that I had season tickets behind home plate uh, when I was. I think I first bought them when I was like twenty five years old, twenty six years old. Four tickets. $44 a game, $11 a piece, sitting in some of the best seats you're ever going to get in a baseball stadium. That's so wild. <laughs> Gone from $11 up to, what was it, $61.71? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a little spendy, but, well, they're running that one commercial right now that the value of a dollar today is $0.65 cents of what it was just 20 years ago. Isn't that a dollar was worth, let's say it was worth a dollar. It wasn't, obviously, but let's say it was worth a dollar in uh, in 2005. 
it's now worth uh, 65 cents. Isn't that amazing? That's a big hit to be taken, don't you think? Yeah. One-third of your monetary system just kind of collapsed, I guess. Things have just gotten so incredibly expensive, there's no doubt. Went to uh, dinner last night with some friends because Catherine's birthday is tomorrow, and his lovely wife's birthday was last night. So we went to dinner. We had a really nice dinner, there's no question. But I think they bought like two or three glasses, maybe four glasses of wine between them. I had sparkling water, and the bill was $600. Oh, my God. $600. I'm like, really? That's how much it is now, huh? Next time, honey, I know your birthday's Friday. Why don't we go to McDonald's or Burger King? What you, I mean, Taco Bell, you can get a lot of bang for your bucks, sir. Get that five-buck oh, box. Mm. Get the five-buck box. It'll be 20 bucks for all four of us. Now we're cooking with <laughs> gas. Now we're cooking. But I should mention that it was $600 with the tip, so that's maybe a, takes a little pressure off about, what, $440 of it or something? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better now. Jesus Christ. There's, you ever think you'd hear somebody for four people paying six hundred dollars for dinner? No, I would never. I would. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. But it was her birthday, so it had to be special, and I understand that it all works out in the end. But yes, my Minnesota Twins hit the field uh, in just uh, just a few hours. I am very very excited about it. It's one of the times left in my life when I really feel like a little kid is opening day of baseball season because I remember all the years how excited I was because it. Also, there was a signal that winter was coming to an end. That was the other part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As soon as my twins took the field, I knew that winter was almost over, baby. (laughs) Got to be honest with you, I was never a, hey, let's go sledding. I hated winter when I was a little kid. I can't even tell you. I I feel that. I feel that on a level that I I even tell myself, like, this year I'm going to, like, I don't know, cross-country ski once or pretend to like I don't I don't I'm not a snow person I'm not I'm with you there and again everybody well why don't you go like why don't you learn how to ski learn how to ski I'm built like a goddamn boulder it's too late seen now a boulder rolling down a hill that'd be me, <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I think it's just too late you have to accept the fact like my husband I think it was like two years ago he's like I'm gonna learn how to skate and then we're in, next thing I know, we're in urgent care, getting oh. stitches on his oh. forehead. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, listen, <laughs> we do not have enough time in our day for you to do things like this. You're 42. It's too late. The things that have passed you by, say goodbye to them. That's where we're at. Indeed. we got to take a break, but I got to listen to this lineup. At 9.20 this morning, Score North Judd Zolgad will be with us. 9 o'clock, joining Mike Gelfand in studio. Neil Carlin marching toward Fargo. Uh, Neil's a great guy. I'm glad to hear we're going to have him on. So Score North Judd Zolgad and Neil Carlin in the 9 o'clock hour. Steven Kruger at 8.50. Yellow Jacket starts again, or, or it has started again. Uh, uh, but coming up, probably the most important cog in this whole wheel. I mean, you got your Judd, you got your Neil, you got your Steve, but... Channel 5's Chris Eggert is up next. At the new Tom Bernard Morning Show, we're pretty low-key. We talk in regular voices. Well, except for Tom's, which is all like, You're a disaster. But we don't get all hypey and stuff. However... 
we are doing a contest called Pick Your Prize. You could win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat. $10,000 worth of machines. It's pretty hard not to get excited about $10,000 worth of lawn machines, including a zero-turn mower, a walk-behind mower, snowblower, string trimmer, leaf blower, chainsaw, and more. Or a $10,000 Cub Foods gift card. And all you have to do is register on the Tom Bernard Show app, which you already have, right? Well, if not, download it. No big deal. Then register. Every time you open the app between now and March 31st, you'll be entered in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest. That's it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free, and it's in your app store. Win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat, a $10,000 cup gift card, and so much more. See it all on the Tom Bernard Show app. Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery two-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts event. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We gotta get that, and AJ. You gotta get that part in there, too. Yeah, but that's only for one more day, so it seems like yeah, extra work for somebody at Hubbard. It'll be coming in and out the whole 50-year run of this show. It's going to be on. You'll be 74 years old the final day. <laughs> and you'll, you and you'll only be like, what, 82 at that point? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. I don't know how you guessed it right on the nose like that. Yep, hey, right off exactly the dome. Right. Uh, Amy Daniels runs a promo where she says, when she does an impression of my voice, she goes, Chris Eggert's a disaster. Yep. And I fought against it, Chris, but she did it anyway. It's fine. Uh, listen, uh, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take disaster. I mean, listen, I'm glad to be here in whatever form it might be. That's the way I look at it. There's no question about it. So, you excited for baseball season? You're not a baseball fan. You're a basketball fan? I, I, I like baseball. It just makes me feel like summer. I'm not going to sit and yep. watch every single game, but I think 
a lot of us have memories of listening to Twins games growing up and Herb Carneal and, you know, just kind of makes you feel summery. So I, I like baseball for that reason. It's hard to get into it this time of year for me because it's, you know, the weather's still so cold. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I understand. The weather for the next three days is going to – it's a good thing they're not opening it at home, I'll tell you that. Uh, not- by the way, it's going to be like 70 in Kansas City today. And very easily, if you left right now, if folks here in the Twin Cities, you could get in your car right now and make it to Kansas City easily. You mentioned it's not that bad of a drive. You mentioned the great Herb Carneal. I have to open this season because it is opening day. Twins at Kansas City. My favorite thing I ever, ever saw while watching a Twins game on television. Halsey Hall made the comment. You guys remember that name at all? Have you ever heard that name? Uh-uh. Legendary Twins broadcaster Halsey Hall. He was one of the best of all time. I believe he was there from day one, and he ran through many, many years. He and Herb Carneal and... Uh, the Twins have done a wonderful job hiring their announcers. Well, actually, Minnesota teams are, uh, because the University of Minnesota's stadium announcer is fun- phenomenal, no question about it. But <laughs> for some reason, Halsey, and I believe it was Herb Carneal, it was a little chilly at the Twins game that day. And they look over, and there's a young man and a young woman, and they, they're both underneath a blanket, Right? Because it's a little chilly, so they're sitting there watching the game, but they're both covered with the same blanket. And, <laughs> and by the way, Halsey Hall did not realize what he was about to say, because he wouldn't have said it had he realized what he was about to say. <laughs> but remember, it's at a baseball game. So Herb Carneal said, oh, look at that uh, lovely couple down there, young people enjoying uh, the Minnesota Twins, a little chilly today. So they were wise enough to bring a beautiful, warm blanket with him. Look at that couple there, Halsey Hall. And he goes, yeah, let me tell you something, Herb. Uh, It's uh, one of the great situations about baseball. You're under that uh, blanket. It's a little toasty warm. And great part of it is because it's baseball, (laughs) he kisses her on the strikes and she kisses him on the balls. That was on broadcast television. (laughs) And then he realized what he had just said because he didn't mean to be blue. He just strikes and balls. That's what her in baseball, right? Right. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) They started laughing. Honestly, God, I think they had to hold the game up for about five minutes because they were just laughing their asses. It was. I wonder if we could find. Do you think there's any chance you could find that audio, AJ? I'll uh, I'll take a look here. I'll see what I can dig up. And don't kill yourself over it because it might not be possible to find, but you should hear it if we get a chance. No question you know, about it. Can you spell uh, the last name for me really quick? Halsey Hall, H-A-L-L. Oh, oh okay, perfect. I, I misheard you. Perfect. We're good. Yes, sir. Halsey was his first name. What were you saying, Chris? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, watching a baseball game, and there have been, um, including a former twin i believe here within the last couple of years who've gotten in trouble saying things while they're calling a baseball game it's because there's so much time to fill uh-huh. yeah like there is, is true. so much time so they're just sitting there kind of you know shooting the s and you know having a very comfortable conversation but sometimes that's a little too comfortable i mean i know that's not what happened in the case that you just told us but i just <laughs> i was just thinking about all the stuff that's been said over the last few years that it's oh, yeah. like people forget that they're 
on a microphone talking to millions of people, you know? No, I agree with that. I think they do. In a way, they kind of just forget what they're, they're so comfortable in their job. And again, I got to be honest with you, and I'm not just making this up as I go along because I'm such a huge Twins fan. We have had some of the best announcers in the game. There is no doubt about that. I mean, you go well, through I think the, a lot of people would agree with that for sure. Yeah. All the sports, too. They did a great, great job hiring people, no question about it. Uh, so in any any case, uh, what's the latest in the news? Anything? Uh, you know what? I did just see there's a – what was the deal going on? There was a, a, a murder or something in Minnesota, and it's kind of really suspicious and weird. you know anything about that? Uh, I think I know what uh, case you're talking about, but our big thing this morning – has been this, there's a, a train derailment about two hours oh, west of the Twin right. Cities uh, in um, Raymond, which mm-hmm. is a tiny little town of about 800 people. But uh, it happened in the middle of the night, and um, there are uh, rail cars that are still on fire right now. So uh, they've been burning since about one o'clock in the morning. Um, sounds like about 22 Burlington Northern Santa Fe cars are off the track. Uh, some of them were carrying ethanol. Some of those were also carrying uh, corn syrup, which what a very Minnesota payload there on that train. Um, so, I mean, this has turned into uh, quite a big deal. We don't have any reason to believe right now that um, anything that's burning is toxic, like has been the case in, you know, for sure that situation in, in East Palestine. But um, the transportation secretary has been weighing in on it. The governor, I think, changed his schedule up today to go out there to be able to talk about it. So there's been that's that's been a, a big thing that kind of happened here this morning, Tom, that we've been focused on. Yeah, that thing is, like you said, Raymond, Minnesota. Would you say it's about a couple hours west of the Twin yeah. Cities? Some, yeah, it's kind of think there. Wilmer uh, and then the, right. that direction. So what is with all the train derailments this year, for Christ's sake? Isn't this like the sixth one? Uh, well, you know what? It's funny you should ask because your lovely wife tweeted that at me today. She was uh, wondering um, what the deal was. Uh, I'm looking at some statistics, believe it or not, from the Federal Railroad Administration. And uh, there's not really a lot of data to back up that there's been any more train derailments than there have been in the past. Um, I think what goes on in a situation like this is because of the intensity of that situation in East Palestine, then everybody's sort of hyper tuned in to when you hear train derailment. Um, And so I think that the news would be, I I think we fall under that category too. So uh, where there may be train derailments quite frequently um, because everyone's so hypersensitive to what happened in East Palestine that, that we're probably mentioning more and then that, I suppose that also kind of trickles down to giving people the perception at home that perhaps this is happening more often. But I, I'm not seeing a lot of data that backs any of that up right now. Really? But, I mean, there's been, been one every week for the last several weeks. Well, I was just reading that uh, it sounds like there's three derailments a day, according to the data on the Federal Railroad Administration. So, I mean, Jesus, think about that. really? I never and, knew that. The uh, one thing that's definitely come out of this East Palestine thing is that there's been a really big push uh, in Washington now to try to do something to help the railroads and to rebuild some of the infrastructure and uh, 
better regulate what they're hauling. And, and I know Minnesota also did some some work on that too. Like they have to report what their what their tanks are hauling. Um, so I guess at the very least, when something when, when these things happen and there's more attention on it, uh, I guess maybe that means people are going to start paying a little bit more attention to it. Yeah, I suppose, and maybe that's what it is. It just it's been popping up, and there were that situation out east was, or in Ohio, was very, very. Uh, that was very troubling. There's no question about that because they didn't they let it burn for like two weeks or something. Yeah, and the I think the biggest thing there was a. a this is my opinion, but was a public relations mistake. They, I mean, nobody was really talking about it or telling people what was going on. So what that's people automatically default to, well, what are you trying to hide from us? Right? Like that's just the nature. I I think if that situation would have been a little more transparently uh, dealt with, with the, with the, you know, people who are living in the area, I don't think it would have perhaps flared up to be as, as, Pardon the pun. I didn't mean that on purpose, but flare it um, up, baby. It, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gotten hyped up to be sort of what it was. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. There's no question. I think I think everybody across the board about everything is just so on edge right now that maybe that's what it is. Uh, you know, I'm on edge about this. I'm on edge about that. Now, oh my God, there's another another train derailment. Oh, what's going on there? I think people are very very touchy right now, and I understand why they would be because. I you you turn on the national news. You guys don't do it on the local news. Thank God you don't. But all they do is go after each other's party or each other's you know channel or what. That's it's like being back in junior high school for Christ's sake. Right. Yeah. Why do they I, let them do that? Well, <laughs> all I'm gonna. I, I this is like my theme. I I harp on so much, but I feel like all this is so much. Uh, amplification of certain subjects on social media Mm -hmm. and and then um i do think that the traditional media is taking cues from things that are uh really being amplified on social media whereas that may not be the biggest most important pressing issue of the day but because it looks like it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, then it's given maybe even more attention at the national level than than what it really deserves. Does that make sense? It, it makes tons of sense. But the, the behavior of our politicians, I think, is getting worse. That's the other part of it. So because you got you got CNN, you got Fox, they're the two biggest ones that are just taking one side of each issue and they hype the piss. Sometimes I think that CNN and Fox have meetings in the morning. They all get on the phone together and go, okay, I'm going to go after your tie. Okay, well, I'm going to fire back with saying that the person you hired is a criminal. I mean, it, it feels to me like it's kind of a high school play for Christ's sake. I think everything kind of feels like that to some extent. Yep. Yep. I feel like some of the things that the politicians for sure are saying and doing are sort of just theatrics to try to get the other side hyped up and yeah i and i know that's gone on forever but i think of somebody like like palenti who was a republican in a very democratic state but i i mean there wasn't a lot of 
insane fights and anger and all that when he was in office, right? Like it was, things were more gentlemanly. And I, I definitely were no one's gentlemanly these days. That's for sure. Well, although one channel did try to blame Tim for the collapse of the bridge over 35W. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, what? I will never forget that. Remember that big bridge collapse all those years ago going to the Mississippi River? Yeah, somebody said yeah. that was Palenti's fault. I'm like, Jesus, really? You're, you're fighting it that hard? But, yeah, I just uh, I do watch a lot of news. matter of fact, I drive my family nuts by watching the news. But, again, I will say the reason I do is I was kind of taught to because, and many people don't know this, but it's absolutely true, and I'm talking about comparing it to New York. Chicago's a great news town. Uh, New York and L.A., though, Minnesota has the best local news in the country and has my entire life. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I'm obviously biased, but I do think... (laughs) I'm obviously, yes, you are. I do think it, the... The proof of that, that at least this, you know, the Minnesota, the Twin Cities television stations and, and all media here are fairly well respected is because a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot, but uh, you see a number of people who end up leaving here and going to these very high profile jobs. Mm-hmm. That's because they, you know, people like what they see here and they like the product and they like sort of the overall quality of it when they compare Minneapolis, St. Paul to these other, you know, major cities around the United States. So I think there's something for that. It's, it's definitely, uh, uh, I, I feel that most everybody does a pretty, you know, solid high quality job here. That's, yeah, no, but, no like, but like anything that's, that could be argued because, you know, like, like everything with the economy and stuff, some of the, maybe some of the, the hires are younger that maybe there's a not quite the experience level that, that there used to be. But I, I think there's still enough experience around at, at all the media outlets to still really guide, guide the ship. I remember in the early eighties, though, moving to New York, I was just, I just moved out there to do voiceover. So I'm living out there and all the rest of it. Um, I tune in the local news and I was shocked at how horrible it was. Everyone on there talked like this. How's your evening, ladies and gentlemen? A lot of tragedy to talk about tonight. It's like, really? Compared to Minneapolis, it was terrible. For sure. And that, and that's kind of a East coast, West coast thing. Yeah, it is. Yes. Part of that's just the way the culture is and the way people are. And maybe people are a little more aggressive, but uh, it's funny because when uh, in numerous places I've lived and worked, there's been uh, in in the television industry this sort of like drumbeat of trying. You've heard the phrase "when it leads, it bleeds," right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or when it, if it bleeds, it leads. So for a number of years, it was really this like, you know, really try to hit people in the face with it, and boom, 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 boom. This is breaking here. This is that. Like really kind of uh, amp everything up. Um, I have seen, and I know there's research that shows in the last couple of, I don't know, five or so years, people's viewing habits have changed and they, they just don't like that. Like, (laughs) and I agree because there's, because there's so many ways that people can get news now when they actually turn on the news, they just want to hear it from people they know. They don't want it to be hyped up. They don't want it to be over amplified. 
They just want to hear it from people they know, which was a, that's a big shift in our business because it always was pretty much, um, you know, it's, it's the content first. Well, the content's still important, but it does sound like more people are really, uh, it's important to them that they're getting it, you know, from the people they recognize. I go all the way back to the beginning of it for me because if you could find a market that had Dave Moore and Ron Majors in it, Ron Majors at Channel 5, Dave Moore at Channel 4, if you could find two better news anchors in anywhere in the country, I would have to challenge you on that. They were magnificent. Yep, and they have set a very high standard for anybody who does this job in this town. There's no doubt about that. Indeed, it's true. So are there any uh, big stories that are coming up that you have to work your ass off on? Is that the thing? <laughs> no, I'm going to go play now for my next hour because the next hour is where we do uh, our Minnesota live show, and it's light stuff. So, It's all light stuff, isn't it? <laughs> well, not, no, not always. No? The, one, actually, this is not a light stuff subject, but it's interesting. I'm wondering what you guys think about this. We have somebody on with this Minnesota company called Sendoff. And they have the idea of helping people plan fun funerals. Not, not everybody comes and dresses in black and, and is crying and is mourning, but like more like celebrating. Celebrating your life. Celebrating the way like you want. Like you, you oh, don't okay. want everybody there sad, but it's more like a fun experience, like a party, like a big birthday party or, or something like that, which I think is an interesting. I know not everybody would be comfortable with that, but I I definitely I've been to funerals that have had a more upbeat tone mm -hmm. and I do like it. And I feel it's reflective of the person who passed away. That's probably the way they wanted it. Right. Like they didn't want everybody sitting around crying for them. Okay, when I die, you sons of bitches better be miserable or I'm coming back. Oh, shocking that you wanted us all to be just distraught. I miss him so much. Shall <laughs> mourn for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. The world will never be the same. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting concept, though. I've, a number of years ago, I'm always inventing dumb things in my head and, and never following through with them. I had this idea uh, that would call that was an app that was called When I Die, and it had a little Grim Reaper on the little app on your on your phone. And as you went along, you would fill out stuff that you wanted for your funeral. So, oh. hey, I want this music. I want this music. I want this. I want it to be at a pub. I want there to be beer served. I want this person to do this, this person to do that. Like I thought it was a, I at that time thought it was a really cool idea. And then at some point you could, you could transfer that information to one of your loved ones and then they'd had it and they could, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and I'm not saying that I thought of that first, but I do. <laughs> I thought of it a that. long time ago. All these people are doing it and I'm like, God, I'm such a dope. Yeah. Oh, and then nobody jumps into no. You're oh, not. Oh no, Chris, you're not. No, Chris. Chris, that's the first time I've ever heard that idea. Mr. Eggert, no. I think you're onto really? something. Yeah, no, legitimately, yeah. That's uh, that yeah. is the first time I've actually heard of that. Well, there are people who are doing it, and this company we're talking to today, they're basically trying to. It's called Send Off. They're they're trying to do the same thing, and um, I guess it's gaining a little traction. But I, I went. 
it just makes such a difference. And I know everyone's circumstance when they die is different too, right? Like a little mm-hmm. kid gets killed or something. It's not like, oh, let's have a part. I mean, you know, that's just people are there. They want to mourn. They don't want to have fun. But I don't know. It's something to think about. No, I understand it. It's. Do you ever see uh, Waking Ned Divine? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. One of the greatest movies about funerals ever. Uh, I, that is that movie. I love that movie. It's called Waking Ned Divine, ladies and gentlemen. If you've never seen it. You should watch it. It's brilliantly made. Because there's one thing that you're going to be shocked by, though. Uh, Waking Ned Divine is about a guy who dies in Ireland, and a lot of people drink at his funeral. Does that surprise you? That's right. That's that's right. That's that's yep. <laughs> <laughs> In Ireland, whoever heard of it? Yeah, right. What a what a crazy idea. I will tell you though. You ever been to Ireland? Yeah. Some of the nicest people on the face of the earth live in Ireland. God, they're good people. For fun, sure. funny. And I always, I always swore I was going to go back, and well, that hasn't happened. But well, I got to get back there too. No, we'll all go. To, we'll get the families, and we'll go. Let's take the let's take the show on the road to Ireland. We couldn't get it done to Key yeah. West. But why not? We can go to Ireland, right? I love this idea. See, Mr. Eggert, you are so dang smart. You know, the greatest part of that is the morning show starts at about three in the afternoon over there. (laughs) So so there you have it. I like the way you think. I definitely like the way you think, Tom. All right, Buster, have a good uh, show today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, you guys, take care. As good as it gets, ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert. Love having him on. Known him a long time now. Came in and met the family uh, years ago on the family podcast. Came uh, several times. And my family thinks the world of that boy. That's all I have to tell you. Yeah, right? he's, he's great. He is indeed. All right, we uh, speaking of taking a break, which I wasn't. I just thought I'd throw that in there. As, you know, <laughs> speaking of something I wasn't speaking about. Speaking of speaking of something, 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 something. In any case, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Very special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yup, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and around Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me. Me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise
and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-783-8055. That's 800-783-8055. 800-783-8055. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now.